Hello! Welcome! You're listening to A Cup of Chatter with me, Anastasia. And me, Ines, and and my cup in my hand. He's also participating today. I I have a cup too, actually. It's filled with tea, not coffee. Well, I actually have coffee here as well because I can never go (laughs) one way. Tea on one hand, coffee on the other. Did you doubt me for a second though? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we get into this week's topic, let me tell you a little bit about our show if you're a first comer. This is an interactive opinion show about anything and everything, as you've probably noticed by now. And every week we pick a different topic, which we kind of analyze and we get your opinion on it. We have fun interviews or serious interviews, depending on the topic. And yes, if you haven't listened to any other episodes and this is your first one, you should definitely go back and do that. We yes, do please. Last week. We actually didn't have an episode. No. We were really busy. I'm sorry. I know yeah. you missed this. I hope you missed this. But this week we are back with uh, to talk a little bit about the lockdown because some countries are still on lockdown and we still haven't mentioned about it. So we think now is the time to have a show about it, discuss it, share with you our experience, yeah. see if you can relate to it. Like, just stick around, stick around. But first, we definitely need to do our little segment, which I've kind of missed from last week, and that is a dash of positivity. So, Ines, what's your dash of positivity for this week? Because you know mine. You definitely know know mine. I know yours, I saw yours, and I was like, let's keep it with the music. Let's talk about the music industry. It's definitely all about music this week. Yeah, and pop music, and commercial music, and please don't judge us. It's not commercial music, okay? Okay, no, wait, I will not not? speak. It's No, it's not, and I will will argue my case after you. All right, so mine's about commercial music. So, on the 23rd of July, it, uh, One Direction celebrated their 10th year ne- anniversary. Ooh. Yeah, even, the, even if they're not together anymore, people celebrated. One Direction account tweeted for the first time since 2018, and they were like, there will be lots of surprises tomorrow. Just stick and around. And none came. Yeah, <laughs> and we were played like clowns, as always. <laughs> because, I mean, so... Let's let's think about something. And they're lo- on lockdown. Everyone is like doing, you know, those Instagram lives. Every famous people sure. is in their, those Instagram lives together. Liam and Niall already did one together. Yeah, so, I was about to mention that. What was the problem of to celebrate the 10 years? All of them doing one, you know, like for publicity, for something, like to talk about their lives since then one with another you know they're friends right like they could have a su- made as a surprise like that what they did was release some acoustic versions for some songs they released a, a spotify playlist with like loads of the songs like you know you know old content they're, they're just trying to refresh old content and i really yeah. didn't appreciate it they made a video on youtube like of their moments that's like four minutes, you know? And finally, they released the website with like all their journey and the songs playing in the background. And actually, that was nice because it was interactive. 
But mm -hmm. that was it. That was it. I think I think it's them trying to give their fandom a hint that there's never gonna be a reunion, not anytime soon, because they're really young still. Hasn't been that long for them. So maybe we can expect a 1D reunion when they're 50. And it's gonna be like the, oh, is it the U2 band? No, uh, the Backstreet Boys, right? Oh yeah, the Backstreet Boys, there we go. Fun fact, I think Niall Horan came out, came out with an album during lockdown. Perfect, beautiful, heartbreak weather. And like, uh, it's all about, uh, like he went through a breakup and he really suffered oh. with it. And it was like a story of like how the breakup went and it was really personal and cute and I love him. I definitely will have to listen to that one because yes, I'm in the yes. mood of listening to new albums since Taylor Swift came out with a new one. And that's your natural positivity. There we go, yes. Oh my God, I literally woke up and I saw one of our course mates, Alice's Instagram story, and I was like, what, what, what? And then I went on Twitter, and the Folklore album was trending. And I was like, of course, she came up with a whole new album. Because you know what? Other people during the two-month or three-month lockdown period, they were sitting on their asses. No, 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 no. No, our girl was coming up with new music. And I really like the... Um, the concept behind this album because it was literally not her it, it was about her life experiences but it wasn't rooted on her experiences it was more like stories that came come that kept coming up okay. in her mind and she literally took these stories and made them into songs and that's so beautiful and there are some amazing beautiful songs and i think she went back to her roots it's nothing like the last two to three albums and it's a bit more like her original first few albums, but not like it as well. It's like an upgraded version of her old albums. And it's just amazing. I, I heard it was like a mixture of everything. Like people couldn't really understand the um, gender of, this, of the music, of the song. I mean, ah, the album. <laughs> I mean, to me, it sounded more like um, like folklore indie um, yeah. kind of country. And the did you watch the video? Oh, it was so good. Not yet, not yet. Oh, it was like, it was my kind of video. It was like her going into her piano and coming out in a fantasy land. How creative is she? Ah, I, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm Swifty at heart. Yes. Oh, oh my God, you. we're here exposing our fandoms. Literally, <laughs> our teenage, oh our teenagers. You with 1D and me with Taylor Swift. So let's go into our topic of the week, which is, of course, lockdown. So first of all, we just want to share our experience on lockdown with you. We can give you some ideas of what to do during December because some countries are still in yeah. lockdown. And I don't know, you, we, you can relate to us and we want to help you if you're still on lockdown. So stick with us. So Anna, how was lockdown for you? Because it all started in the middle of the semester, right? Yes. Oh my God, that was the worst. It was, see, here's the thing, lockdown for me in general was pretty okay. It was the beginning, which was hectic, what I think any, everyone can relate when it comes to that, because it was in the middle of a semester and you know, second semester is always the hardest one. It's where all the um, essays and like, not essays for journalism, but you know, all the projects hit. Yeah. 
And suddenly they were like, oh, we're shutting down for a week so we can think about what to do. And we were like, oh my gosh, should we keep arranging interviews? Should we keep arranging things for the project? Should we just wait? People were starting to leave. Others were very confused. Like, I, you left during that week. I left and it was so out of the blue. I mean, I was, I remember I was in my kitchen. My, my family called me and they were like, Ines, come back to Portugal, like right now. Else gonna close, you're gonna be stuck in England. And I'm like, calm down. You know, I'm going out with my friends today. Everything is all right here because everything was all right in England. They didn't really care about lockdown to be in the beginning, to be honest. So the next day, and I was like, I have to stay here. My university is open. I need to go to lectures. The next day, literally, I was in my kitchen cooking and we received an email saying university is closed. And I was yeah. like, no way, no way. And on that second, I booked the flight to Portugal for the next day and train. That was smart. That was smart because everything kind of escalated so quickly. But you were one of like the few that was very smart. And I didn't leave early because I was like, no, it's okay. I'll leave in a week. And I ended up being literally stuck in Sheffield because in the beginning, I was like, this sucks. I'm going to be stuck here for so long alone. But it kind of made me um, work on my own hobbies and actually kind of take a yeah like take a step back and actually think about what i want to do and do it and take the time and kind of build up some amazing friendships and meet new people in a way i think lockdown was just you know the world telling us take a break think yes. about things and um it also happened the same to me so like in the beginning everything was so hectic like you said like so fast-paced everything was happening at the same time but the moment i got to portugal i, I had to spend two weeks at home wearing a mask like two weeks at home wearing yeah. a mask because of my family i could just take it out in my room um and but after that it was such so peaceful because you didn't have that worry like okay other people are doing this and I can't do this because I'm stuck at home no everyone was stuck at home and we spent a lot of time with a lot of time with our thoughts which is really good to for introspective if you're just on lockdown and you're with your thoughts you'll go mad mad True. but so you really need to have someone to talk to so at least what I try to do um, like no one in Portugal was leaving when I arrived. So I started arranging watching TV shows with different friends of mine. So oh, it was like, Netflix party? yeah. And so it was like a commitment. So like, you know, on that day I would speak to three of my friends because we were watching a TV show together and also playing games, but I was a little more, you know, it wasn't like scheduled, you know? So it's really good yeah. to even in quarantine have a schedule and socialize, have someone to talk to. It's really important. That's that's true. And I think like calls that I made with friends and you know, those sometimes we played some games and like yeah. the people I got to see a few times in Sheffield, that's what really helped me going. That and having a routine, like starting to yeah. have certain habits that I did every day. And what, what was that? Well, in the beginning, I did like the thing that everyone does, you know, how you don't work out the entire year and when you're in lockdown, you're like, you know what, I'm going to start working out. Yeah. And it, 
It actually like helped a lot because I'm a person that constantly like moves around. So to be secluded in my house and like sitting on a chair the entire day kind of made me over hyper and really sad because I didn't know what to do with that energy. So doing some home workouts helped like kind of take out that energy. Um, and other than that, I read a lot of books and started writing again and Ooh. doing YouTube. So yeah, I kind of like went back to some hobbies that I couldn't do during university because I was overstressed about that. Did you do any hobbies, any routines that kind of helped you? Yeah, I mean, I also uh, went, um, run a lot. So like my work, since I was stuck at home, I didn't really do home workout. I, re I prefer to just go around my block with a mask and run <laughs> and make sure that there wasn't anyone near me because the air is not dangerous yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then uh just like you said i also started a lot of hobbies that i didn't have time before mm -hmm. you know i sat in my balcony reading books i played the piano i started singing more but regardless mm -hmm. besides that i started a lot of you know business not businesses but like projects as well so i started a vintage shop a vintage clothing yeah, I shop saw that. how yeah. is it going it's really it's going really well it's really fun and like i wasn't going to do anything with those clothes so might as well just like yeah. have fun create a business with it now i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> and we started a podcast as well because i had more time um i started doing more videos for the university if they needed to because i was available i started to engage in more stuff that i wouldn't given the chance if i wasn't there so i started working for a magazine i applied to be a mentor at the university i would never do that if it was in lockdown to be yeah. a mentor i don't have time for that but now i do but yeah just take risks you know during this quarantine i think that's the most important thing and do things that you're not that you usually wouldn't do so i also started you know making puzzles i mean i mean i love puzzles yeah it's really so cool. cool the thing is i kind of my puzzle theory is if you get a puzzle and you make a puzzle you have to like make you like a painting type of thing and put it somewhere otherwise you're just gonna ruin it again and you're gonna put it back in the box and you're just never gonna use it again and that's just heartbreaking so i i did that i made uh, it and i ruined you it crushed life. it come on actually regarding routines and hobbies yeah. i happen to have done an interview with with someone from sheffield mine which is a mental health charity in sheffield his name is rob lawson and I think that's really good at what he said is really good advice for people that are, are due in lockdown right now as well. So taking advantage of lockdown, as we said, what he said is that it's crucial that you set up daily routines and embrace some of those quiet times and try to become comfortable with your own mind and thoughts. As much as it's frustrating when you've got nothing to do, actually, I think it's a really good time to slow down and use this time to build relationships and get to know people even better. So he said that, but he also did say that um, a lot of mental health patients, they had um, had a really rough time during lockdown because there were those that were motivated and wanted to do things. And they, there were those that were secluded and they didn't want to talk. So it was really hard for the charity to help these people. Yeah, regarding mental health. Um, I think that's really important. And I just wanted to add one thing during lockdown that I think everyone 
should have like a friend to yeah. be their counselor and talk to them about it. At the end of the day, under lock on lockdown, just call one friend and tell them how was your day because then you will realize everything, every detail of your day that uh, everything, every little thing that you did on that day and you'll realize okay this day was worth it and talk to them about your problems and if you're not comfortable with a friend i don't know just try therapy or counseling i think it's really important during this quarantine you can discover more about yourself if you talk and yeah. more if you talk to an expert you know yeah i was having that conversation the other day um about doing therapy and like um, actually reaching out to professionals and I think there's a stigma around that that shouldn't be there because we all kind of need to talk to a professional once in a while because our lives are very fast-paced yeah. so we never really stopped to think about what we're feeling and what we go through and things kind of get piled up and you just sometimes need to talk to someone that's not your friends or your family and someone that knows what they're saying and they won't judge you or you won't feel judged or you would be like, okay, you're a stranger, I'm never gonna see you again. But in regards to what you said in the beginning, that in the end of the day, you should call someone, I think it should be the other way around as well. I think if you know you have a friend that is especially struggling during that time, or they're prone to being sad, having depression, anxiety, or whatever, you should definitely reach out to them mm -hmm. and kind of try and talk to them. Even if they don't want to, I think, I listen to Jamil, Jamila Jamil's podcast on loneliness and it said that sometimes these people even if they don't want to talk they do appreciate like the text or like the call because they know that there is immediately a person there to talk to who doesn't like to feel like someone cares about them yeah I mean exactly it's I think it, like it kind of brought our humanity like it brought up our humanity lockdown and the pandemic, it's all about being a bit more compassionate and kind to others. But also build stronger relationships with your family if you're on lockdown. True. I mean, I don't know if you, our listener, <laughs> are living with your family still, or if you're living in another house or in another country, but even so, everyone works, everyone studies, so just take this time to spend time with them. Find a hobby all of you can do or a TV show you all like to watch and build relationships with them as well. And on this note, I hope you take all our advice <laughs> because we're yes. experts. We're listen experts. To us. We are experts. No, we're not. But you should listen to us regardless. And now let's talk about how the entertainment industry handled and is handling still the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown. So let's talk about music industry. I like the fact that they're still doing online concerts. You know, the, for instance, the One World Together at Home. Do you remember that? I love that. I, I watched Chris Martin's one and it was really, really nice. Yeah, there were like loads of artists, like yeah. loads. And it was uh, brought up by, um, it was created by Lady Gaga. And I think it was such a nice initiative because like if they can't make concerts live, why don't, if they are do if they're not doing anything at home, why don't they show their art online for free? 
I don't know if you saw that, but also like the, the channel ABC, which is um, I think is owned by Disney, started doing YouTube videos with stars um, singing Disney songs. For example, Ariana uh -huh. Grande's uh, song "I'm Not Gonna Say I'm in Love" from from Hercules. Oh no! And yeah, there are so many. Nickelodeon. But it was really nice, like all of the stars rallying together to make people stay at home a little bit better, yeah, I, love, I guess. I love how they're still bringing positivity, doing a lot of initiatives, like not staying, you know, sat in their couch. Like you said about Taylor Swift that wrote an album during lockdown. Ah, oh, yes. I like a how they're doing A lot of people did, that. though. Yeah. Like, uh, Machine Gun Kelly started a series on YouTube called Lockdown Sessions. Other than that, do you remember when it started trending on Twitter and Instagram? The I think Met Gala was supposed to happen in March, and because it didn't happen, a lot of oh people started God. like recreating the dresses. Yes. I saw a oh. segment on James Corden, you know, the talk show. Yeah. Like, like he made like a contest of uh, dogs preparing for the Met Gala, <laughs> and it was so funny. Please watch it; it's on YouTube. Definitely, I definitely will. I haven't watched it. Oh, and SNL. They started doing skits at home, sketches, skits, sketches, it's like oh, okay. um, it's comedy slang. Um, <laughs> and they started doing it at home. And I kind of like the fact that a lot of sectors from the industry tried to make it work, even though they were on lockdown. For example, music production, um, skits, shows still happened. I think we have to give a round of applause to the producers because you know the hosts give the face in Saturday Night Live James Corden but the yeah. producers are doing an amazing job and they're so creative to change all those segments into um, an online version you know remember how you said that so many concerts are cancelled and everything <laughs> but we you know um, artists are still trying to make the best of it yeah. however I was just talking with my friend and we were saying that when you cancel like a concert or a festival or something like that, it's not just the artist that kind of takes a financial hit. It's like the makeup artist. It's like the light, the light guy, yeah. or yeah, the the bodyguards or like every single person that it takes to create that show is is without a job. And while the artist can do an, a live show on Instagram or hold a virtual, I don't know, show or concert those people are out of out of a job that's that's so true i mean we think about the celebrities they're doing good stuff yeah it's true but what about the ones that are not celebrities how they're yeah. gonna earn their money and that even happens with like musicians that are not like celebrities you know they're also getting a cut on their wage uh, because they only get they only get income like from small concerts, from small venues, mm -hmm. or from uh, Spotify or YouTube, you know. And there was a whole thing in England. I don't know if you remember, and I think it still is, the fact that um, a lot of artists were not they were not treated as freelancers, so they were not given the extra financial help. Mm -hmm. So they were left without any money, and it's still going because it was announced that it will happen, and they will give them the money but it would take weeks and I don't know if they got it so they got the money because it was still circulating the other week I'm not sure because I saw a recent Guardian article which talked about those you know the uh, English or whatever British musicians saying uh, asking Spotify to trip trip 
triple <laughs> payments? Some like small artists are a bit more lucky because they're also like music teachers, for example, and they oh, do yeah. some other things. But those are that are solely like musicians are going through a hard time. Even if it's like musicians or artists, like, you know, painting and all of that. It's a really tough time yeah. for artists and especially the movie industry and especially, especially the cinemas. <laughs> no right? one's going to the cinema now. I mean, it's closed. It's a closed space. Like people yeah. are really afraid to even now go, at least here in Portugal. I have some friends in England that, because I used to work in a cinema and I have some yeah. friends that still work in the cinema and it, they're not open yet because yeah. there are no movies. They can open but there are no movies to play at the moment. So they're taking a huge hit. So Doug Larmor, who is um, a, an Emmy award-winning visual effects artist, told Euronews that the classic cinema chain is in trouble, but it was already in trouble anyway, because if you know the streaming services, and a lot of the smaller shows are deciding to release on streaming services. So right now the cinemas are on decline. I'm, I'm kind of scared on what that means for the future for cinemas because I love going to the cinema. There's nothing like the Same. experience of sitting like, you know, with other people, even if they're strangers or your friends and having this huge screen. I, my stance on it is to bring back drive-ins. Why not? They're amazing. You can stay in your car. There's still a big screen. So that's a good alternative. And I would really like to see drive-ins back. True. Also, like some countries are getting really inventive. For example, a local government in Madrid has funded a mobile cinema for people to watch what? films on their balconies. That's so cool. Can you imagine like coming out of your balcony and being like, okay, it's cinema day and there's like a huge screen outside. So that was entertainment industry. If you have anything to comment, once again, contact us. We want to talk with you. Our email is a cup of chatter at gmail.com and our Instagram is a a dot cup of chatter. So hit us Fantastic. up. So now let's move on to a more uh, serious topic because now it's we're going to talk like in a more international way how the lockdown affected the world. Yeah, let's start from our favorite topic and the one topic that has been discussed by many. So let's be really quick with this one. And it's the countries that were quick to respond and put the lockdown in place and those that didn't, like the UK. For example, I'd like to play the proud citizen here and be like, Greece was pretty good at it. Very nice. Thank you, so thank you. tell me about it. Well, I wasn't here. But from what my friends told me and what, from what I heard from, you know, the news is that I think immediately they kind of freaked out and put a lockdown in place and you had to message a number. For example, six was for exercise for, you know, your daily walk and you oh. couldn't come out because you would get fined. And that oh. was from very early on. So it started from March and by 4th of May, they started easing the lockdown. Well, if you remember correctly, well, you weren't there, but I remember. 4th of May, we were still deep into lockdown when it comes to the UK. I couldn't get out of the house. It was, yeah. ooh, it was like a ghost town in Sheffield. Mm -hmm. And actually, it also happened here in Portugal. It was also from, from March until 10th of May. But I do think that, uh, I mean, you know, you had your 
personal responsibility as well. If you wanted to go out, it would be better to be like in a closed in a closed space oh my god in an open space with people that yeah. you know that were on lockdown as well and be careful and a lot of people weren't careful here in portugal so easing the measure the lockdown measures on 10th of may was um was a, an error because people started and be like okay now we're free bye bye and then they started you know True. going around everywhere as well i don't know if it was the same there people i think people, it was yeah. I kind of heard divided opinions. Some people said that that streets were full still, despite the lockdown. But I think because it was such a... I think the best decision was not putting the lockdown, it was closing the borders. Because most uh, yeah. of the cases were coming from outside. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I don't think we did it here. At least my friends from the UK had some flights cancelled, but they, they always were able to come back, not because they were Portuguese, but because there were flights from the UK. I also, I think Taiwan did a fantastic job because I believe they went on lockdown really fast and they had like, what, 13 cases only. So while um, England was approaching like 2,000 and 3,000 cases, Taiwan was steady at like 13 or like 50 cases and they didn't go up. They were re doing really fine. It was just like Macau, you know Macau? It's also in Asia. Macau. Yeah, Macau. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's near China. They did the exact same thing. Like, and I think it was really the best course of action. And I really don't understand how people don't learn of history. Because in Asia, they started really early, right? And Taiwan and yeah. Macau closed like everything during some time and was like 13 cases, like you said. Okay. Mm -hmm. got, it was there and it worked well. Why didn't Europe? In America, learn of that. It's always happens the same thing. We don't well, learn of history. It's not really history. I think it's more when um, financial problems get in the way. Like in England, Boris Johnson freaked out and was like, okay, um, safety first or economy. And I think because it felt like a, a pandemic that's far away from us, mm -hmm. he was like, it's not, it's not as urgent right now. So yeah. he chose economy. So, and we'll, we saw how that is going right now because yeah. a lot of business. I swear to God, every single day I wake up and I get a new notification that like 900 people have been yep. laid off by this industry. I, I seriously don't know what's going to happen. And a lot of financial experts have said that the UK is going to enter an economic crisis worse than the 1930s and the 1930s were a bad era for yeah. Okay, now I really want to get into a topic that is a bit more serious, even more serious. Even more? Yeah. Even more. So we did talk about, you know, um, countries that went in early into lockdown and those that didn't. Another thing to look out for is that we've been so busy with looking at number of deaths that were coming out each day and about the progress in our own country and our own people, which is natural during a pandemic, that we kind of gave space to some governments to make some changes and to take advantage of situations. and. I know there are definitely more, but those are the three that I'm more aware of. If you, listener, know of any more situations that we should be aware of, definitely, again, reach out to us through Instagram or email and tell us. When one isn't really that publicized, but two others, eight. 
Hungary, Poland, and Greece. So what Hungary did, and I'm gonna try to be really short, is so their prime minister, Viktor Orban, passed an emergency measure or something that gave him the power to do things despite the laws, to revoke laws if he wanted. So basically he gave him it gave him a very authoritarian power, like he could do whatever he wanted. And in the span of that emergency law, he issued more than 100 decrees. So decrees, for everyone that doesn't know, is an official order that has the force of law. So he would come up with like an order and it would be law, even though, you know, it was not passed as a bill. No one voted on it. He basically wow. could do anything like a king used to do back in the days okay. he also back in the day back in the days of middle ages <laughs> um he also imposed taxes he took away financial resources from local communities that i think were usually in the opposition side which is really sneaky and lastly and that really concerns um, us because we're journalists he allowed for criminal penalties of five years in prisons for publishing vaguely defined false or distorted facts. This law, the, like this five-year penalty, is really similar to what is happening in countries in Middle, Asia, in Middle East where there is no freedom of press, for example, Qatar or Sri Lanka. So a European country that is in Europe that's supposed to uplift human rights and freedom of press and freedom of information is putting penalty in what they vaguely refer to as fake news. So if like a, um, a politician is like, oh, what you're saying is completely fake, not because he has a, an argument, just because he wants to call it fake, you get five years in prison. What? Mm-hmm. That's what he could do. And I believe this emergency law was recently revoked, but uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a law. The state of emergency was revoked but a new bill is being passed that still enables him to go back to the situation whenever he wants and being able to hold the government under his sway. So Hungary is going into, you know, turning into an authoritarian state and that's really scary. I don't because know we're, what's supposed to... we're in right? 2020. We're in 2020. Yeah, they're turning into a monarchy and it's 2020. But I think 2020 is really bringing out our worst selves and it's becoming obvious like what's happening behind the scenes more than ever yep definitely like i really don't know what to comment because yesterday i watched the documentary about propaganda mm. and oh um and it really in this documentary really scared me because uh, authoritarian governments have used it since the beginning of times and people are still using it but uh, like the the, the documentary focused a lot on um, on the US because everyone knows what's happening in the US. Politics is just messed up. Mm -hmm. um, sure. And they use a lot of propaganda. And also in the UK because of the Brexit thing, like a, um, a quarter of the people that vote yes for Brexit feel like they've been fooled by the propaganda, you know. And it's really scary that this is happening in another country, uh, in other countries, in Europe, which is really close to us. And yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, I think it kind of starts, starts to teach us that we should look at, at countries around us, especially when you're a European state and you're supposed to be like 
one member of a of a whole community yeah. yeah of a community you need to look at the other countries as well you just can't look only at your own because yeah. if one country starts to become like a monarchy or an, an you know authoritarian ship and democratic values are starting to be undermined in a lot of those member states you know it's bound something's bound to happen like governments start to feel more empowered to do stuff on their own because they're like oh this country is doing that why can't i do it and it only takes a politician that is thirsty for power to do that so we we need to be careful and we need to have our eyes open yeah we have one here in portugal and young people are trying so hard to like disregard him and everything he does Mm-hmm. But his party is now in on parliament, and it's a bit scary. But like, it, it's like he's a joke. But that's what happened with Trump. So we're yeah. trying so hard to just don't care about him, you know. And I don't think that's the 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 answer. Not to care. I think we need to vote. I think we actually of need course. to start. Yeah, right. We need to start paying attention to politics because I think we grew up thinking that it's not something that concerned us. Mm-hmm. But it is, and we need to start thinking of way to put our vote, because otherwise these things happen. Yeah, Trump happened because a lot of young people did not care enough to vote. So middle-aged that white was men voted. That was um, moving forward, the next country was Poland. And before I go into anything about Poland, there is a fantastic video on YouTube. Aww called Poland, Why Are You Going Authoritarian? by Clara Mazurek. And it actually explains the entire process of Poland's elections that didn't end up happening during lockdown, but it was why it was anti-democratic, the way it was cancelled, the, even the intention of them happening, and the postal vote that, the postal bill, I think, that went through. So basically, Poland um, did a lot of anti-democratic things. The way they canceled their um, presidential elections was anti-democratic because... undemocratic, sorry. I don't know the particular details about the Poland elections, but I know that the way it was, it was postponed, it was not with any official announcement that they're going to be canceled. There is a process for elections to be canceled that was not taken into account and there was a postal bill passed that allows a lot of corruption to you know the process of elections and a lot of power to the government the governing party that not a lot of people like and the other thing that happened in poland during lockdown it was that an abortion bill was passed which effectively bans abortions and a, and a second bill is about to be passed or it has been passed, I'm not sure, which makes it a crime to teach or promote sexual education to those under the age of 18. Okay. So That's so weird. It is weird. And especially if you think about how anti-LGBTQ Poland is right yeah. now. And we're going to talk about that on next show. <clears throat> yes. Other alerts. Big, big. I think the situation in Poland right now is a bit scary and it's going really, really badly. So again, we should be a bit more aware about what's happening around us. Don't make lockdown. You uh, don't make lock. Ah, don't let lockdown make your country totalitarian or more with a more authoritarian government. And another example that is really talked about uh, under uh, about the uh, regard. And another country that is really talked about regarding this is Brazil, 
you know, oh. Bolsonaro. Yeah. What yeah, happened? What happened is that he's trying to disregard coronavirus and he's, you know, praying for coronavirus praying. to not attack and saying, continue doing everything you do, just pray and coronavirus will not affect you and ah. it's just a cold. And now he has, he does have the virus, uh, so let's see what will happen. There are a lot of theories that say that he's just made this up so he can then say, okay, I've tested negative, it's possible, you don't die with this virus, I'm, this, I'm your savior, you know? Yeah. So it can be kind of propaganda. Um, and I think it's really, really dangerous the path Brazil is going with this president. And lockdown is not helping at all. I mean, there's no lockdown in Brazil. <laughs> completely. That. I think it's like Sweden. Sweden also doesn't have any lockdown. There's those countries that completely disregarded. Yeah. Sweden, Sweden is even against masks. Really? Yeah, or was in the beginning. I, I remember like they were saying, oh, nothing, nothing will happen if you don't wear a mask. Like masks don't protect you. And I was sure. like, sure. Tell that what? to 30,000 people that died in the UK and more in Italy and Spain. By the way, if any British person is watching this, please wear masks. I've yes. heard a lot of comments that people are not wearing masks and disregarding that in the UK. So please do your job, protect yourself because masks are uh, useful to protect yourself and others. And let's go to our last country because again, we're running out of time. And that is my country, Greece. So for when it comes to Greece, they passed two bills. Um, I know the details more about first one, but both were very controversial. One was a bill about education and the other was an environmental bill, which caused a lot of commotion, especially um, the opposition party called it an environmental crime. And also the, green, the Greek Greenpeace group reacted very intensely about it. They had a huge live show as well and they did a whole statement and everything but basically what happened is on may 4th is where it actually you know it was published and it was it went through the bill but it started on the i think on the 24th of april and fun fact it came out with 130 articles but 64 of them had never seen the light of day people didn't know about 64 of them and that's a lot of articles and decisions not to know about and the opposition party was really, really against that. And I think not even everyone was in the was in was present in parliament when the bill was passed. Some po some posted our, their vote, and also like which is illegal. First of all, you need every single member of the parliament to be there to pass a bill, and also it needs to be an emergency bill. And an environmental bill is not an emergency bill. Also, an educational bill is not an emergency bill during lockdown. So they completely took advantage of the situations to pass something that will radically change the environment in Greece. So for the first time, it will allow exploration and extraction of hydrocarbons in protected areas of the country where before they didn't allow any of these um, activities because they have endangered species there or the you know the flora there is very protective another article says that um, it deprives local governments from their right to approve or reject heavy and dangerous and polluting hydrocarbon extraction facilities and that means so 
hydrocarbon extraction facilities are, you know, big activities that impact, first of all, they take a toll on the environment, on the public health of the people of, of that community. And up until now, and I think that counts for every country, when these activities happen in a local, you know, government, in a region, in a country, that region has a say. But no, now the local government has no say. And if the government decides, oh, we want to do that there, that's it. And last thing is that now the private sector can do activities anywhere they want, even if it's places that they have endangered species on plants or whatever. And they just need an approval from, you know, the ministry, which they are going to get. Of course, they will get. And basically what they say, what it means is that You know, forests and all of that are not going to be regarded as something important in front of like industry, industrialization and the private Mm -hmm. sector and profit in general. Mm -hmm. And which means that, you know, it's going to I think it's going to be just like England now. We're just going to be fighting for one or two trees at this point. And we don't have a say in it because of lockdown. Yeah, you just got to wait and you just got to wait until next election. I think when is that going to be? gonna take a while because he, ju- he was just elected oh okay and with that let's finish the section of lockdown around the world um basically the message i want you to take away from this is to be more aware of what is happening in your region in your country but also in in the world because a lot of things are taking place during lockdown outside of lockdown and it's up to us it's up to the public to know that and to be politically aware and you know just open the news once in a while it's not it's not a difficult thing to do yeah the media is trying to help us show what other countries are doing so regard that and think about your own country mm-hmm. and the ones around you and that is it and that is it <laughs> <laughs> so now we just want to conclude of course of our famous instagram answers <laughs> and what did we ask you was what changed for you this lockdown what new weird skills did you get or new habits but first of all let's answer that question ourselves so anna like uh what did you take from this lockdown what habits did you did you begin having and are you gonna keep them in the future that's a pretty good question um i mean the two main things i got from lockdown is that i used to when it comes to exercise like i said it was really big part of lockdown for me i used to always stress that i have to go to the gym in order to do some exercise and i think um you know those videos on youtube and everything kind of helped me understand that you just need half an hour at your home and it's like really easy if you want to be active it's really easy to be active and the second one is um I, I don't know, I'm just never neglecting my hobbies again. I think I always put my work and my studies first and I kind of like the, neglect things that are a big part of my personality, like writing or like creating other stuff. And I made time for them and it helped, it really helped with my mental health and with me like feeling myself again. So that's something that I'm gonna try to not neglect from now on what did you take from lockdown um about the working out thing people do the chloe tink challenge it's really yeah, it's good. so good isn't yeah. it oh my god Ooh. but now it's too hot here so i stopped doing it because it's impossible it's impossible to do me it. too i need to start again but it's like i'm yeah. sweating buckets yeah yeah but so 
from you know home habits that I learned was like now I can't get home and not wash my hands with like a lot of soap and stuff. And oh, I think that's actually a good one. Me too. Yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna stick with us with the whole world. Like now we're we feel we have like a disease in our hands every time we get home. So we have the rush to just like watch it, watch it, watch it. And I think that's really good and it should stick with us. And second of all, from home habits, is also that we leave our shoes in the entrance or we put them in the balcony because like, you know, we step on a lot, you know, in the street and people can spit. Mm -hmm. And then you're walking in your own house with like those shoes. So we just leave it at the entrance. And that's something the Japanese have always done. And I think it's really good to take from this lockdown as well. That's um, actually really good advice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna note that down. <laughs> Myself, <laughs> I've always watched a lot of TV shows alone and now I almost just watch TV shows with people and that's a really good habit to keep. Why watch TV shows alone? Like only when I'm trying yeah. to fall asleep and just gonna enjoy my time doing other stuff. That's it. Okay, and so let's go to our Instagram answers. Ines, could you do the honors? <clears throat> I could, I could and I will. <laughs> Okay, mm -hmm. so our, our first listener said made me finally sign up for therapy which I was procrastinating and denying and that oh, is so really good. good. Oh my god, it's amazing. I'm really happy for that. It's what we said, like it's amazing, like it kind of pushes people to face their problems and like seek professional help or just not exactly professional help because they need it but because it's good once in a while to talk to a professional. Yep, I agree and you did very well and we've already talked about this and I think that like now it's online so it may be more comfortable for people, you know, to be in their own home. Yeah, I think everyone wait, hates the waiting rooms, you know, the waiting room in the hospital <laughs> in a therapy session. That's so anxiety. Ooh, it induces so much anxiety. But yeah, I, well done. We're so happy yeah. for you. The second answer is that I started to roller blades <gasps> and can actually help. jump on skate parks, etc. Now. That's so cool. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Teach me how. I don't know how. I always see videos of people rollerblading and like roller skating and everything like that, and I feel it's so cool. But I always, I, I'm scared that I'm gonna fall down and smush my face, and I'm never gonna look the same again. Same. I, I, I don't same. have the courage, but I'm happy for you. You're brave. Yes. Okay. Okay. Another one said, started tennis and resumed squash. Super nice and fun. Yes. Work out. It is. It is Clara. Yeah, so please continue doing that. It's really important during this yeah. time. It's but really cool that people are taking up sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to, but I feel like I'm not good at any sports. <laughs> you know, I used to play volleyball when I was in high school, but then I, my friends and I used to walk more than we played volleyball. But I used to love it, and I, I, to this day, I kind of really want to start playing volleyball again. I feel like right. it's a really, you know, it's competitive, but there's also like a sense of community and like you're playing with your team and you need to like be aware of your team players. It's really cool. Although sports, like um, team sports now aren't always, aren't also like running. Yeah. Okay, so another one is got to get to know my little sister better. Didn't spend oh. much time with her since I moved out. That's so cute. Hey. 
Again, it's like me and my brother. It's so nice to be able to like get to know family members and spend more time with them. I, I, I it continues the answer. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna finish. And you know, she's a grown up now. 14 when I moved out, 16 and a half, and drinking now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that's a shock. That's probably a shock for him if 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 it was his little sister or her little sister. Her, her, her. Her, her little sister. That's a that's probably a shock for her. Because yeah. we always see our little siblings as babies, so when yeah. they grow up, we're like, no, 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 you're not a, an adult, you're still a baby to me. Just be drinking buddies, drink throughout the rest of the summer together, enjoy it, spend time together, and yeah, we've already talked about family. Yes, So but no offense, one. I would never drink with my brother, <laughs> something really? I don't no, I don't want to see my brother drunk. I'm scared of what he'll say. Because you know when you're drunk, you're unfiltered. I don't want to hear my brother unfiltered. All right. All right. I don't have... I mean, I have a little sister. But she's, re- she's like 10 year- years younger than Can me. Can you imagine her? Like when, when you're 30, she's going to be 20. What it's going to be like? Oh my God. I don't want to imagine it. See? No. It's really difficult. So next one is... <laughs> I really messed up my sleep schedule. I'm understanding self-care a lot more. Yes. So a negative thing and a positive thing. Very well. Nice to see both sides of things. And regarding the sleep schedule, I mean, why not? (laughs) Why not? You don't have school. You don't have work. Yeah, true. There's nothing really to keep you very, you know, with the program that you usually have. You don't have lecture school, whatever. But I think it's not the best thing to wake up at odd hours. It's not good for mental yeah, health. Yeah. So, but I it's also said. like really difficult to go to sleep early because you're like, what am I waking up for? Yeah, yeah. So that's why routines are really good. Routines. If you, yeah, if you find some habits and you're like, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow like eight or nine because I want to go running, then I think that's the perfect motivation for you to start waking up early. Yeah, you're gonna get it. You're gonna keep your sleep schedule. Don't yeah. worry. You can do this. We're here with you. Next one is, I learned to bake pies and researching things that I enjoy, like sharks. That's really good. (laughs) That's an odd thing to research, out of everything. (laughs) I was talking about the baking first. (laughs) Like, that's really good. Learn how to cook and bake if you don't. Start doing new things. Creative things are really important during this time. Yeah, that's my stance on it. <laughs> it's really good to have like a, an art, to know an art, especially during economic, if, when we go into an economic crisis, you never know when a hobby might turn into a profession. You might become Ooh. a baker. Ooh, you future. might go to MasterChef. Or, or the greatest British bake-off or something. And yeah, and continue searching about sharks and flowers and everything you want. Yay! Because you have time for it. Okay, finally, the last one is getting used to indulging in domestic tasks, comprising doing laundry, the dishes, and all that stuff. Ah, good luck with that. I could never do that. that's, That's still the difficult part for me. I can never find the motivation to do like mopping, sweeping, dish washing. I think I do it because I live with other people. If I didn't want to like paint the wrong picture about me, there would be a pile of plates in my thing. Let me tell you, I'm I'm a really like lazy person. But you live live 
cook in England, you're independent, Anna. Of course I am. That, and my dishes are too independent. Independently sitting in the sink waiting for me to wash them. You're gonna be my neighbor. I'm gonna knock on your door every day saying, go wash the dishes. And I'll pretend I'm not home. No. <laughs> But yeah, those were our answers. They were really good. And yeah, I'm happy for every single one of you. Yes. And, and thank you for commenting and answering. We're really happy about that. Yes, thanks again for being so interactive with us. We hope you continue to be again. If you want to get in touch with us with anything, a.cupofchatter is our Instagram. And I just checked our Gmail. It's not a cup of chatter. Oh, Gmail. no. It's, it's a.cup.of.chatter2020 at gmail.com. Again, it's a.cup.of.chatter2020 at gmail.com. Oh, and that is from us. Thank you so much for listening to us once again. Thank we've missed you. you. Let's yes. hope we're not going to take a break like this again. No, no, and no. yes, no, no, no. And we have exciting things for you coming. We're going to we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me as well. We'll see you next week. Uh, no, we'll not see you next week. You're going to listen from us next week. Yeah, you're going to hear from <laughs> us next week. Bye-bye. Bye.